Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Welcome to another podcast. Nice to see you guys again. Very nice to see everybody. Cheers. Ooh, Alicia took that down like a pro. <laughs> Somebody has to get her. Ooh. Okay, guys, so today's podcast is about ready to drinks, RTDs. Yep. So we're going to get a little bit esoteric, but you've been through our esoteric guide an episode before, so you know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure, I made my own RTD called Third Son. Helena has made an awesome RTD, or not an RTD, but a hard seltzer. Yeah, I would call it, so we're going to talk about this in the podcast, actually. I don't consider seltzers to be RTDs. Even though they're technically ready to drinks, I don't consider them to be RTDs. I think they're their they're own category. They're for children, I think. Yeah, we can, we can talk about this distinction. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Alicia's here. So, basically, it's Logan, Alicia's here, Helena's here. Alicia's going to be kind enough and be our moder- moderator and our voice of wisdom, as always. <laughs> Helena's going to bring the fiery insights, and I'm going to hold down the taco truck. <laughs> cool. Okay, so so why don't we start off with what we just talked about. What is the difference between, what do we think is the difference between uh, a hard seltzer and an RTD? Okay, Logan, you go first. Well, I mean, I think a hard seltzer is something like Budweiser's doing, or White Claw, or... You know, it's like a bubbly kind of like vodka soda or something like that. It's like a low-calorie, low-ish ABV drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Normally served in a can, sometimes in a bottle. Um, and it, generally speaking, has two key components. Alcohol, either vodka or gin, and then seltzer water, and then maybe a flavoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I would consider to be a seltzer. Or a malted liquor, too. Cause there or, was, or malted, yeah. Because that yeah, was yeah, a yeah. big thing, like... Necessarily not in China, but there was a big movement in the U.S. for a while ago where it was like Jack and Cokes, yeah. Bacardi yeah. Breezers. And these are all malted beverages that yeah. just that, said... Would that, would that be a seltzer, though, if it was a Jack and Coke? Well, it wasn't Jack and Coke. Okay. It was malted. It was just a malt liquor oh, flavoring. Okay. But I said in another episode that as a teenager, I used to drink those Jack and Cokes from 7-Eleven. And I, I guess it's hard to say, no, it's not a seltzer, but it's also not an RTD. Yeah. So, okay, so for me, my opinion on this would be that a seltzer is something, like you said, two ingredients, you know, Mm -hmm. a spirit and a a bubbly, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Gin and tonic, vodka soda, something like that. Um, And an RTD would be an actual cocktail. So going by cocktail definition, basically three ingredients, you know, like spirit, sugar, and um, bitter or... Or, or, or lemon or some yeah, yeah, other yeah. type of flavoring yeah. exactly and so that for me I think is what I would how I would distinguish yeah I think it's a huge distinction I mean like even even let's say in a bar right I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a Jack and Coke for example or a and Coke a cocktail for right. me that's a mixed drink yeah yeah like, that's a, that, yeah it's, it's yeah so I think that's where I mean, maybe our listeners agree I'm not sure but that's where I would draw the line yeah Jack and Coke's gin tonics are not cocktails anything yeah. else yeah. That's but, above like three to four ingredients is a cocktail. Yeah. But I think for Johnny on the street, a ready to drink means something you just open the can, yeah. open the bottle, and have a drink. Maybe. Could be. Right? Yeah. I mean, without getting super like mm. technical about it. Yeah. I think we could all agree a ready to drink is something that's pre bottled, mm. salts or whatever it is, open it, there's a drink. Okay. Right? Then we could go from there and say, okay, this is like a difference between a champagne and a sparkling. Mm-hmm. They still have bubbles and they're made from grapes, yeah. for example. But you know what I mean? But there is technical dif- differences, like regional stuff and yeah. all the stuff you want to go into. But if it's a can of something or a bottle of something, open it, there's a drink inside, it's a ready to drink. I, kind of, I, I, mean, I mean, like, technically, yes, I think you're right. But in terms of, like, trends and this podcast and whatever, I would say 
No. Like, there's hard seltzer and there's ready-to-drink cocktails, I guess. Because ready-to-drink cocktails seem... It's kind of a new thing. Like, I feel like they really rose with with the onset of COVID, you know, and yeah. with people being able to travel less but still wanting to try a great drink, right? Um, and being able to drink at home or get delivery, like, all of these things really came about with COVID, even though, of course, there were people doing it before, like a brand I'm sure we'll talk about a lot today, which is Liba, you know, a Shanghai, great local brand. Yeah, Shanghai Born and Bread. Yeah, yeah. fantastic um, brand. But, but really, I think this conversation has come up because of COVID and so yeah for sure whereas you know hard seltzers and stuff that's always been that's because then if we're just saying it's anything that you can just open and it's ready you know wouldn't oh it's been going on for years yeah there was the party breezes when I was a kid but like I feel like in the China market uh-huh. We had uh, ready to drink cocktails like Liba yeah. or yeah. bottled cocktails before we had hard seltzers. Hard yeah, seltzer is just yeah, yeah. coming into our atmosphere yeah. now. So maybe as a global perspective, it's more we might like be different. What yeah. I said, and then, but a China perspective, it's definitely what yeah. you say, Logan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, that's why I I didn't know anything about hard seltzers till I started seeing them pop up at certain like Rooster and bars that we go mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Rooster went hard on the hard. And seltzer. they went hard on the hard yeah, seltzer. Yeah, yeah. But I think what I what I think that's very good about those is you don't have to have the most skilled people. If you're a beer bar yeah. and you have ready to drinks, it makes it more accessible. Sure. Certain customers, depending on where you are, are going to have a different opinion mm. on your ready to drinks and how you present them. Right. Mm. Like I think if you're at a sports bar and people want something quick, you're like, oh, I need two whatever, you two know, Negronis. two Negronis, yeah, yeah. and it's bottled. Nobody's gonna yeah, really yeah. care. Right. But if you're at a place that charges, you know, over fit uh, ten dollars, twelve dollars, eighty eight quai, mm-hmm. people are gonna get like they expect something. They want yeah, they, they want they a little bit of the show. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Helena and Logan, in building your brands, Jincha and Third Son, respectively, who let's talk about who who's your intended audience? Why did you decide to make these drinks, and who do you think? are the people who are going to be drinking them and where. Okay, so I mean, so for Jincha, I certainly wasn't gunning for places like the Ritz-Carlton Rooftop Bar, mm-hmm. 100%. Like, even a- a- anywhere that has, like, a, you know, where you would go to for a, a mixed drink to go and see a bartender or mm-hmm. to, to, to get something off their signature menu, I was not aiming for there. I was aiming more for bottle shops, um, supermarkets, uh, takeaways, mm-hmm. so like uh, Wymice for any locals. Um, and that was basically it. It was it was meant to be something quick, easy, fun, uh, and for a place where uh, people wanted something easy to drink, and there was not really real skilled bartenders. Okay, nice. Yeah. Logan, how about you? Yeah, same exact thing. I'm, I'm looking for a delivery. I'm looking for places that are overwhelmed with events. Mm-hmm. For example, an arena, anything that has a lot of people and they can't supply them. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the kind of drinks I made was simple drinks that could. Uh, fulfill a need Mm -hmm. you know like as a bartender i'm not at all upset making gin and tonics Mm -hmm. but if there's 70 gin and tonics up and like 15 mojitos Mm -hmm. it's nice if i could just open a gin and tonic right and pass it out Mm -hmm. and that is a thing you know and it makes it life easier so and also consistency and quality and i think that's what Mm -hmm. both helena and i were looking for Mm -hmm. was uh just something that you could do a drink and you stand by it like Liba, I think did a great job with that because they make these mixed cocktails, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're actually cocktails. I think. Yeah, yeah, they, they are real cocktails. They're yeah. not. They're not like they're not seltzers. They're not mixed drinks. Yeah. They are. They are cocktails. Yeah. Um, and they've actually just done some, something super amazing, where they've actually got into Cafe Pacific. Yeah. And airlines, I think that's right? yeah, airlines. Yeah. That's unbelievably smart because they've reached an area 
where it's just basically like blue waters, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like, you know, in, in, in an airline like that, okay, you might get like, they'll make you a mixed drink, they'll mm-hmm. make you a gin tonic, or they'll make you like a Jack and Coke, or like a Jack and soda, or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But with Libar, now you have the choice, right? And you don't need to have like a kind of world-class bartender on the plane with you, because mm-hmm. it's just like uh, unscrew, yeah. pour over ice, yeah. cocktail, yeah. and then you have a, you have a, and, it, a and it's a quality, drink. heavy quality. It's it's great. I it's, think it's yeah, perfect it's very like good that. Quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Libar is quite nice. I mean, they're even their drinks. You know, it's it's not just like you'll have a Negroni. That's just the the three common spirits, right? Like they'll have like a rosemary infused gin and a this vermouth and whatever and you know they have really like some kind of craft cocktails going into their yeah thought went into it and i think it it, that's what i think is so good about this rtd thing is maybe the customer the consumer that doesn't know or doesn't really care too much yeah when are you going to try rosemary infused gin on your own right maybe you're too shy to ask for it it. you're not going to ask for but maybe at the bar you just don't want to ask for a foo-foo cocktail Fair. You know what I mean? But you're like, oh, I'll try this on a plane. Yeah. I, I mean, but it is a thing. Not, they're, they're not boring. Their flavors are not boring. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very like, bold. They're, they're classics with a twist. Yeah. You know? yeah. They're cool. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this begs the difference of, like, when is it okay for a venue to serve you this kind of plate, mm-hmm. this kind of drink? So I, I have some, I, I've had a few experiences, I think, with the bottled cocktails and situations where I've been happy it was there and situations where it wasn't. Um, so... One situation I think it's great is like a, a pizza place or any kind of small place that doesn't have a setup, like you said, to have a bar or to even have a bartender as part of their staff. It just doesn't make sense. But you can still go and have a cocktail. Like we live in Shanghai. It's cosmopolitan. We like to have a cocktail with our pizza, you know, or, or with whatever, um, bagel shops, things like that. I think it's great. Um, but then I also, the other day, I went to a very expensive free flow brunch at a five-star hotel and in that case I want someone making me a fresh drink I think and because you're paying for it so I think that anywhere that has first of all a service charge often 15 to 20 percent you know you're you're paying for service and you expect something more right um and I want I want their twist or I just want it you know fresh juice whatever not from a bottle and so that was you know, I still drank it, but that was a bit of, when I got to the bar and saw them just pouring it out of a bottle, I was, uh, it, it was a bit of a turn off for Yeah, me. when you're paying and, a high price, you feel cheated. Right? Yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. deserve yeah. something. If you're, you're, you're paying for quality, you want to get yeah, that presentation with and, it. And it's not that, that somewhere like, that Libot is good quality, right? Uh, that I think that's not what any of us are saying. Mm-hmm. It's just that, for me, it's, it's the service. I really do think it's the service, yeah. you know. That's it's, another it's the service element. aspect. And it's also like bartending is an art, right? Like right. You, it's, it's like it's like an amazing chef, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you go to like chefs are like wanted for a reason right. because they're because they, they, they do their well, well is it exactly yeah yeah and if you you know if, if you if you're a great bartender who's spent years practicing your trade and good bartending isn't easy like you have to shake right, right. you have to know yeah. what to add when you have to know mm-hmm. what type of shake to do because of the air and the type of ice that you're using. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that takes that doesn't happen overnight. That takes a really long time. Right. So I yeah I, I think that you have to appreciate that. Right. Yes. Like well, what I'm wondering is like is there going to be another generation that's grown up with like for me I've always grown up eating box mac and cheese mm-hmm. craft mac and cheese box mm-hmm. like my mom made that for me that's mm-hmm. how I know mac and cheese mm-hmm. and people are like you could bake mac and cheese and make it your own. 
I'm like, no, get out of town. I, I, I like the I like the box shit, and I like homemade. But you know? if you know like, what I'm saying, oh, like, yeah. if with this RTD trend, it's a place for both. maybe people are going to get used to the RTDs, mm. and, like, they only like the canned or the pre-bottled ones and not seeing it made in front of you. I don't think that will ever. Because I love me some mac and cheese that's craft. I, do I too. love it. It's the best. I like And craft real mac and cheese is too rich for me. I like craft with a K and craft with a C, though. So I. Yeah, I don't like Velveeta. Yeah. craft with a C. But I don't like Velveeta. I'm not a Velveeta dude. I like Velveeta. I no, like I don't all fuck of with Velveeta. mac and cheeses. My favorite is Annie's. Oh, those are good. Okay, those are good. Oh, yeah. This is getting a little bit more American than. Yeah, this is very American. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, But I'm thinking, I'm just trying to draw a parallel between RTDs. Which is already pre-batched, pre-made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All you have to do, like with the box food that we eat, is add butter and milk. Yeah, I mean, I, I think two things can exist alongside of each other, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just because there's box mac and cheese doesn't mean like people don't go out for like amazing mac and cheese. Yeah. And like another thing, I'm thinking of is Betty Crocker. Mm-hmm. Like, like I because because we live in Shanghai and there's not mm-hmm. a lot of baking material around. Mm-hmm. I just if I want to go and bake something, I just buy a bag of, a bag of Betty Crocker stuff mm-hmm. and I make I add some eggs and some milk and some oil and I just make it at home, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's kind of the same thing. But like, you know, you can be a baker, at the, like both of these two industries can exist at the same time, one ready-made and one yeah. craft. And Well, I guess like, like white bread yeah. you could buy at the store. Or for, the nice thing is with Alicia, she actually is a baker, a yeah, midnight so, baker. But something that uh, my baking partner, Christina and I have talked about, you know, Christina has said a few times, yes, we, so for our company, Midnight Bakers, we do everything from scratch and custom orders and all that, but uh, it's nice to sometimes have a box on hand at home if you need to make a quick dessert and bring it to someone's house. Or like, mm. I like having a box of pancake mix at home, even though pancakes are not that hard to make, but I love waking up in the morning, sometimes very tired or hungover, and being like, let's have pancakes, and I just add... Water, milk. and I, you sh- yeah. <laughs> and you shake. Yeah. I, add, I add oat milk, you know. Um, you add oatmeal? Oat, oat milk. milk. Oh, oat milk, yeah. that works? Because Yeah, because we eat plant-based at home, so... Can you so eat the add, chocolate milk with that, or chocolate? Oak yeah, you can do whatever you want for pancakes. Yeah, I'm why just not? blowing my own mind right yeah. now. Yeah, well, so so I put I put oat milk and cinnamon, and then like my pancakes are ready in three minutes. Oh, that's the you know, best. you don't have to think about anything, and that's yeah. nice. So, yes, I understand, but uh, if I go to an expensive five star hotel restaurant, I also don't want something that's been pre-packaged and no i want a chef freezer. that worked hard on that sure. yeah I, I want the chef yeah. to make it and, I, yeah, and yeah. I think it's um i think cocktails should be looked at same yeah. way because bartenders you know oh, it's a career it, it's a profession it, it's yeah it's a career and they learn it, it it's in many ways you know it's it's the chef of the bar world yeah, obviously and, and they're yeah. almost like they're almost kind of chemists right yeah. i mean yeah. you and i well, we're all friends with a guy called mark lloyd mm-hmm. right and Mark, like we actually might have on the podcast one day. He's, yeah. he's the head bartender at an amazing place called Jay Borowski. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of place where you walk in and there's no menu. Yeah. Because the bartenders there are so highly trained that you just say, oh, I'm feeling this way, I want this, I want something fruity, da da da. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they'll just make you something. I still hate those menus. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hate non menu menus. The no menu I hate that so much. <laughs> what do you feel like today? I feel like a vodka soda. Can you just do that? They'll Don't ask me questions. I know. They won't make me a cosmopolitan, and they will not make mojitos. Mark hates mojitos. Yeah. Learn that. But if you yeah. ask someone else, you tell them you like a mojito. I just don't like to be twist. a question. I just like, okay, I'd like to turn off and like, I want to have my drinks now. But I go there all the time. I love I'm it. Like, I, I love that place. I was there last night. Mm. Yeah. I go all yeah. the time and I say, can I have a highball? Or, or what, what kind of infusions do you have? Can mm. I have a highball with one of your But imagine, yeah. imagine if they had Libar there. 
Yeah. I would like, be so. I feel like though, yeah. when you have a place where it's a non-menu venue, mm-hmm. a non-menu venue, it kind of puts yourself at a versus thing, because mm-hmm. they have to prove to you that they're good at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like they have enough That's hubris true. to say, oh well, you feeling like a blue mood today, and you like lilacs. I'm gonna make you something with delay. I'm gonna give you some violet syrup and like whatever, yada yada yada. Yeah. Okay. And you're like, no, I, this is disgusting because you don't want to say that. Yeah. Like, be, I feel like fair, it's more adversarial. The, to, be, to be fair, the majority to of be the fair. Place, what, what, they're, <laughs> what they're doing is taking a classic cocktail and twisting it. Oh, no, yeah, but they're fantastic. I love yeah, everything yeah. they do there. Yeah. And they do it right. But it's I do feel like it. Style. I feel like it's more adversarial because they're like, oh, well, I don't need a menu. I could just do this. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. I just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one's like Put cranberry juice now. and the vodka and the Cointreau and the lime and. <laughs> But they do things like that too. You no, know? they do. They do amazing yeah. stuff. I love. It. I yeah. we were eating ants last night. Yeah. I see. Team. I'm team uh, Jay Brosky, hundred percent. Yeah. But it's just uh, no menus bother me because I like to see a menu. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, it's fair. Um, so I'll talk about another place where I went. So I went. Uh, I went to a sports bar. We all know the Camel. This was some mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. And um, they had. They, so they they have a bar there. The drinks are simple. You know, I mostly classics and highballs, gin tonics, stuff like that. And then they had a separate menu with with Leibach cocktails. And I was looking at everything and I'm like, why do I, in that case, I was like, why do I have to get an old fashioned from a bottle? Why can't you just make me an old fashioned? You have all of the ingredients here to make an old fashioned, just make me an old fashioned, you know, because I do find some bottled cocktails are a bit sweet for my taste. And I think that has to do with, you know, you need a certain level of sugar to alcohol ratio and stuff like yeah, that to yeah. keep it's it preserved. Preserve right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can't have like fresh lemon juice in there without it being oxidized or whatever. So I, I understand why they're sweet, but for me, I, I just would like a, an old fashioned. But you know? I think I think we're putting uh, class levels on bars, like a sports bar. Mm-hmm. You could see a strip club or but like Hooters. Full, but, but somewhere like the Camel, they had to full. I don't know if they do it anymore. And maybe they were just trying and supporting local businesses, right? When Light yeah. offers came out, I think a lot of people were trying to support, mm-hmm. and that's great. Um, but for me, like they they do they have a full bar. You there, can make you know? yeah, but some bars like they can make their own cocktails, and maybe they yeah. shouldn't. Okay, that's fair. We've, we've been a place where like, oh, you made this mm-hmm. so badly that that's true. That's very, maybe very you true. shouldn't have, that's very true. you know. Yes. So sometimes that's a not. So a, it's a booster bar. shot of, yeah. a, of a of a cocktail program. So, like sports bar is okay. Five star hotel. Five star hotel different. They better be yeah. Where I would take an exception to that though, or make an exception for that, is mini bars. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, different if, story. Oh, yeah, for yeah, yeah. sure. If, if I saw a live cocktail in a mini bar, I'd be like. Well, this is exciting. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. that'd be great. That would, would be yeah. great. Especially if there was a little shaker and stuff. Yeah. Know, like, yeah, that'd be awesome. But I think yeah. the problem with us is, well, uh, we know a little bit behind the curtain. We know what the cost is right. for wholesale. Right. So it's hard for us to also take it with a, we have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Because I know what the bottle costs. Yeah. And then I can see the markup. And I think it's very fair if you're at a restaurant yeah. or anything. Yeah. You have to pay for the goods and services that are being rendered. Yeah. 100% fair. Don't don't argue with that at all. I mean, yeah, I think it's it's also hard when I'm thinking about that brunch because this is a very popular, like, hop-in brunch where everyone goes for free flow. And, Logan, you were saying it, it's good for big events and things like that. You know, you can just, when you've got 70 gin and tonics or, or you know, 70 old fashions, whatever, and you can just pour it out of the bottle, right? But, at the you know, at the same time, I think there's a difference between maybe a, a one-off event like like probably what you're talking about using these drinks for or you know a, 
a weekly Sunday brunch where they've got plenty of staff at the hotel and they do have bartenders and whatever. You know, it's like, just just make me a fucking Bloody Mary. <laughs> like, yeah. I, no, I agree with that. But at the same time, like, uh, example, like The Pearl, which mm-hmm. is a great uh, music venue in Shanghai. Yeah. They do these big blowout concerts for, like, Queen tribute bands, yeah. whatever the tribute is. Yeah. Uh, to be in there, it's like, okay, their bar is small. Mm-hmm. They get overwhelmed quickly. Yeah. And this is kind of like when you're a high-volume service bar. Right. RTDs are the best. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, I need to get 30 Moscow meals out yeah. there. I need to get 20 gin cha this flavor out yeah. there right now. And it's done. The customer is like, I'm happy. It's quality. It's consistent. But think, like, if it's just like a one-off, like if you're at a bar and the bartender just opens a bottle yeah, and pours something is, in front of you, it's not that cool. Mm. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere like the Pearl, I guess I ultimately think of them as an entertainment venue, not yeah, as a bar, not a bar, even though they yeah. have a full bar, you know? And so that kind of case, I think it's fine. It's different than going yeah. to... You're also serving yeah. like 500 to 1,000 people at once. Yeah. yeah. Like you can't... There's no way that like, let's say three bartenders can manage that, right. especially if everyone's ordering a yeah. cocktail, totally. right? So... <laughs> Yeah, so I can come like that for that place. I would totally make an exception. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, bottle, bottle it up. Yeah, even draft it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, draft. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. get it going quickly. To get yeah. it the people. I love a draft cocktail, actually. Yeah, like a sober company has draft highballs. Really good. I I, th- I like draft. I do like draft cocktail, like a draft highball. Well made. Yeah. Well made. Yeah. It's all about the balance. I mean, right. I think that's coming to. I think what we don't have in the country that we need is the soda guns. Mm. Oh, I think yeah. we've talked about this, but it's funny, yeah. yeah, because um, when I because that that's the proper, it's a better balance of just you by yourself measuring yeah. out gases and stuff. Yeah, because when I worked at at Lucky Mart for a bit, which is a highball bar here in Shanghai, like really they only do highballs. Uh, we made the soda water there, but it was by this um situation that that Don came uh, a bartender here named Don came up with so that it was easy service but still homemade soda mm-hmm. being shaken to order but you know in a normal situation you would have the gun but we had like it was a bottle and you attached it to the co2 tank and you had to like shake the shake the thing and whatever and then it was just ready quickly um and that added like a nice little service element because that's a tiny bar right you yeah fit one person behind the bar but they still wanted like a fun service element and stuff and so you you know you're making that soda whatever but yeah, in most situations, you would just get that gun and make it in two seconds, right? But you really don't see it anywhere here. You do not. I've, I have, I can't Which think is of a shame, single place. Because it would actually, I just, I think sometimes you need the science to out, outdo the uh, mm-hmm. guesswork. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, yeah. if somebody's like from Coca-Cola goes, mm-hmm. this is the exact ratio you need. Mm-hmm. You could add whatever you need to add and we could fix it mm-hmm. this way. That it's perfect every time. Quality and consistency is yeah. like mm-hmm. the name of the game. That was the thing at Lucky Mart. I had many conversations with Zach from Monkey Forty Seven about the perfect way to make soda water. You know, because it's supposed to be a certain temperature. You know, there's a, a certain way that you should kind of roll the bottle or whatever and insert the CO two into the soda. And we had all of these late night conversations about like how how would we make this the absolute perfect soda because. There's nothing worse than a drink that goes flat too quickly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you want like that super icy cold bubbly, bubble especially with a highball, yeah. right? Yeah. The right ice, the right bubble, you know, the right temperature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, is there any other areas that we think um, movie our, theaters? Our, our I would. RTDs, our RTDs would fill. Movie theaters be oh, great. That's, that's a good one. I, I yeah. Yeah. We're already drinking at movie. I mean, I don't know what you guys are doing at home, but <laughs> you should be drinking during the podcast. But yeah. <laughs> RTDs would be good at movie theaters. Yeah. 
That's a good shout, actually. I'd love a cocktail during the movie. Yeah, yeah. that'd be very nice. I, I, I don't know why that doesn't happen in China. Yeah. Everywhere else in the world, there's getting like Alamo Theater is big in the U.S., which is like a bar theater, mm. but they're more like draft beers. Mm-hmm. But like I can't drink a, like a big beer and watch a movie because no. you're you have to you go to the bathroom. You get bloated and you fall asleep. Yeah. And, yeah. And my stomach is full of popcorn. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, have, you need space yeah. for the popcorn. That's the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, here they're not even serving any food or drinks at the. Oh, drinks you can get like a. Well, they uh, have the kettle corn. No, but I went to the movies. Have you guys gone to the cinema recently? No. Well, so since COVID, they. I've, oh, I, since I, COVID, I, 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 I went to June. Sorry. I, I, I saw June a couple of weeks ago. I saw June as well, yeah. and they didn't have any snacks at all. Really? They only had bought, you, you could buy like a cell So they just wanted you to sneak your own stuff in. I guess, and I don't know if it's because of a COVID thing, they want people to keep their masks on, or it's like uh, hygiene, whatever, but literally nothing. We all went to the movies with Kelvin and uh, everyone. Okay. They had They had nothing, and luckily I had made popcorn for everyone and brought it. Oh, that's awesome. But, I'm always the guy like yeah. you hear the bottle roll down the yeah. the, 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 the theater because I like I'll drop it and then you hear like it didn't, didn't, didn't. when when yeah. I when I was younger many years ago with my uh, with my husband we used to go to a Chinese restaurant near the movie theater this in place. Shanghai no no this was this was in the U S oh in the U S okay and um, we would go to this place called China Buffet where you could just pick all your stuff and put it in the box and they weigh it. And we would go there and get that and bring it into the movie theater and that was one of our favorite Oh, dates. smelly movie food people are the worst. <laughs> that was one of our favorite dates. No, but if it's like smelly food in the movies, <laughs> I, uh, I don't, there's a place in hell for smelly I, movie I food I know, people. you're right. But now that now that I've lived in China and people eat everything everywhere, you know, I, I, I don't. No, if you're going like chow tofu in the theater, yeah. Like, no, but you know those chi- the Chinese hot dogs that are like slightly sweet. Yeah. Have you had those before? So when I lived in Guilin, people would get them and like eat them on the bus and stuff all the time, and often in the morning, and it was uh, just that that hot dog smell, and I was always like, Ugh. or hard boiled eggs on the oh, that's on the, the slow roller yeah, train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So but RTD yeah. would help for that. So we've... Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. RTD... a great are, place to bring in RTD. Yeah, that's literally where... You're going to give, like, if live ball listeners, you're going to give them all... Well, I think Jin Cha or Third Son could be hitting those yeah, movie theaters up. that could be But cool. can you imagine if you could get one on the on the train here? Oh, actually, the train would be pretty... Well, do they serve beer on the train here? Uh, I don't really know. No, think I think so. it's like water, fruit But they don't stop you. Coffee and tea. No, you can bring your own. Yeah. yeah. Well, so that's... So this, this goes to something else. So... In San Francisco, we have a ferry system that runs back and forth mm. to different parts, like Alameda, Martinez, all these different areas outside of San Francisco, because obviously mm. people commute, yeah. and San Francisco is a peninsula. And like the Star Ferry? Yeah. Hong Kong? Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly like ferry. that, yeah. yeah. Okay. And on these ferries, there's always a bar. Mm-hmm. And so they said the, the, the term martini mm-hmm. was made up from people going from the San Francisco ferry to Martinez. And getting a martini. Is that real? That's yeah. one of the things for why you're coming. Like, you know, because oh. a lot of these drinkings. Fuzzy cocktail history. Yeah, there's always mm-hmm. something. But okay. people used to I drink like and have like two martinis mm-hmm. and like get to their location kind of buzz, like mm-hmm. Mad Men style, right? Mm-hmm. So like, if you had RTDs on these things, like a ferry. Yeah. Like when you're getting, either going to work, if you're going hardcore, or going from work, you worked all day. Yeah. In your office, whatever you do. You take the ferry to relax, mm-hmm. you know, you, have, you pop an RTD. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, actually a, a good place for it. Yeah. Right? But why not hire a great bartender? It's tough to get them on the... On the ferry? Yeah, because it's... bartending on the ferry Yeah, that, that, that'd be a nightmare. That's a but lot. They, but, but, but they used to and do it. ice? Like in the, yeah, in, yeah in but even now. No, that, it, like even in San Francisco now, there. there's still bartenders on the ferries. It can't they'll make, happen. They'll make you like... Because they they're getting tips and stuff. Yeah, you know? 
Don Draper drinking the old fashioned on the yeah, airplane. Yeah, but it's, you, you just stir old fashioned though, don't you? Like you don't, you don't shake it. Yeah, but like, you still have to do it. That's all. The old yeah. fashioned, it's like making an omelet. Like for a new chef. They always ask to make an omelet because omelet's very easy to make, but yeah. it's very hard to make. Same that's thing for thing. old fashioned. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like old yeah. fashioned is very easy to mess up because it's only like a few ingredients. Yeah. But you have to you do have have very. Right you have to have your techniques. Yeah, yeah. The right like stuff. if you don't, if you can't do a stir, like we could see it yeah. right away. Like if you're it just takes like. Time. Yeah. You know, it takes time, and they're just and nowadays. The flight attendants are sometimes mm-hmm. so grumpy. They don't want to make it for Put an RTD on a plane is good. Yeah. RTD in a movie. RTD on a ferry. Yeah. RTD on a bus ride. Yeah. No, as long as you're not the driver. As long as you're not driving. This is the new age of the brown paper bag. Yeah. <laughs> You've got yeah. a classy cocktail hidden in your brown paper bag. Well, that's the thing, too. So there's cans and bottles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because cans, it's really hard to sell canned drinks still in a restaurant. Yeah. Well, or I a think- bar. So I think here, here's what I would say a difference is I think that the anything carbonated is is mostly better in the can, yeah. right? No. So I agree with out. you. I agree oh, with oh, you. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's it just stylized. I wouldn't. So I feel uncomfortable selling a a canned drink except right, like a it non-alcoholic. Doesn't, it doesn't look as nice, right? Yeah. But at, if like you're that. like at a picnic or a barbecue or something, Fine, yeah. You know, a canned a canned drink is good, and it really does. I think you know I prefer it most of the time a canned soda over a bottled soda. Though I would like those little glass bottles of Coke. But mm. oh, those are good, yeah. Yeah. But um but I think that cans are good for like and and easier to ship and stuff like that too, right? Because cans all stack and take up less space. They don't break. Yeah. I mean we're we're both in production and I'm not sure if you also get this issue as well, but cans have a really high MOQ. What does that mean? Minimum order quantity. Oh, oh I did yeah. bottles, so okay. yeah. Yeah, bottles have a much lower MOQ. Really? Much, much lower. Okay. Yeah, cans are like... Is that because they're you, more expensive? Well, yeah, it's also like a mold issue as well, and you have to like... And you, you can get into the hundreds of thousands if you're, if you're doing cans. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's, it, it's yeah, dumb. Yeah. It dumb. If you try a product, I'd say like if you're testing a product in the market, mm-hmm. do bottles first. Okay. All right, yeah. that sounds good. That's what I did. So um, what, what do you guys think about the, the home market for these cocktails? The whole market. Home. Home. The home. home market. Yeah. Um, that is a good question. Um, well, I, th- I think that this, this trend definitely sprung up during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I think we definitely saw in China during COVID when bars were trying to stay alive was they were bottling their specialty cocktails and right. selling them on delivery apps. Right. And it was certainly, I'm not sure if it's happening in Shanghai, but it was I certainly did it. happening. I did it. Yeah, you, you for did it. For a lot of, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. If you, um, so that was, and I think that's, generally speaking, what kept bars, like, heads above heads above water yeah. during like during the, the, quarantine, the quarantine period. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm kind of in two minds as to whether, as a trend, it will fizzle out or if it will, if it will stay. I think it will stay. Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think it definitely will stay. Um, but I think once COVID is done and dusted, especially in the rest of the world, I think people are going to be itching to go out again. Yeah, so, that's fair. Yeah, but I, but I do think there that it's something kind of nice. Like how how great would it be if you're in the park? And so I I don't know about how you guys picnic here, but I often will bring uh, different things for drinks. Whether I'll kind of pre batch something at home, or I'll just bring minis and you know make highballs or whatever. But it's nice to have a drink in the park. I, I don't drink a lot of wine, mm-hmm. um, and I don't drink a lot of beer. I always drink spirits and cocktails, so I like to bring a drink to the park. Mm-hmm. But if you had a uh, you know something, I mean this is it's like where you bring Mike's hard lemonade, you know, yeah. or um. The <coughs> hard iced tea, things like that, you'd 
always bring them to a picnic or a barbecue. I would always go and pick up things like that when I was going to a party when I was younger. And so if I can bring a bottle, you know, a selection of gin cha cocktails or a selection of uh, third son, hmm. I, I think that's pretty awesome for. It does yeah, make a party. It's like easier. That. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's a selection as well. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what I like about the RTD market as well, is it's like so, some brands do compete against each other, but there's so much room mm-hmm. for so many different so many different brands. Right. Because, right? like, as you say, like, if you go to a, if you go to a picnic, yeah. it's nice to have like a small selection. There. Yeah. No, that's what I was just saying to her about. Yeah. Like Betty Crocker to me is like when I better like I told you white yellow cake with chocolate frosting is my birthday cake from I Betty know. Crocker. And we thought about should we just make it from a box? And oh, it's just like oh. <laughs> so I guess the final thing that I want to talk about today is just this kind of general phase of automation that we all seem to be in at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we in our lifetimes, you know, we're all in our thirties, like forties. <laughs> we, so in our lifetime, we're going to see this huge wave, wave of automation that is that is happening, and whether it's like lorry drivers or um, ch- uh, checkouts at supermarkets, yeah. or even Uber drivers are being automated away. Like in, within the next twenty years, like all Ubers are going to be self-driven, mm-hmm. like like car, machine computer-driven. Yeah. Right? So this is going to leave you know hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people without work. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm just I don't know I have it in my mind with this RTD with this RTD thing like. Are we doing thousands of bartenders out of a job mm-hmm. by having RTD cocktails? Is this is this a cause for concern? I, I think it's one of those steps in human evolution, not just RTDs, so we don't put it that grand a scale, but we have to do better and be... The nice thing about human touch is we have the charisma and nuance to do something different. Mm-hmm. For example, like in the old days, there were soda fountains, Right. And people would go, before Coca-Cola was in a can, it was a soda fountain. Mm-hmm. Right. And you go to your soda fountain and the guy would like pour you and it would mix the soda and the Coca-Cola syrup. Mm-hmm. Right. That wasn't done like by a machine. That was right. done by hand, right? Yeah. So do we put all those soda clerks out of business? Or I think they're soda jerks, right? Like the I name of remember. it. There was something like that. But like obviously it's before all our time. Mm. Yeah. But they found so something new to do. Yeah. And then, you know, so I think everything evolves. Like, and you evolve at the time. It was sudden technology that just, hey, today is Friday. On Saturday, everything's RTD. There's driverless cars. Yeah. yeah. I then, guess everything's a slow evolution. Right? Yeah, but if and it's... Like, new jobs come up all the time. If you evolve with it, yeah. I think it helps. Like, the people maybe that were doing the bartending might be doing the maintenance for the machinery. Right. Or the programming. Like, there's a way into it, I think. Well, and but I, it's a good question. Yeah, it is a good question. But uh, for me, my answer, my hopeful answer would be absolutely... No, I think it goes back to what we were talking about with Kraft Mac and Cheese, you know? Mm. So for if you go to the, the freezer aisle in the supermarket or the um, pre the, the boxed aisle in the supermarket, at least in the U.S., there are, you know, hundreds if not thousands of items for people to just take home and stick in the microwave or whatever, you know? And the thing is, you know, there are restaurants you go to where they've already got their fries in a bag and they just throw it in the, you know, they're not hand cutting their potatoes and stuff like that. But there is, I, it, this is just the alcohol market catching up more with the food yeah. market in terms of like having something great that's kind of yeah. ready to go. And But but we still have a need for chefs, right? And we still want to go to restaurants and, you know, it's not like all 
restaurants didn't, as soon as microwave frozen food was available, it's not like all of the restaurants only started serving that, you know, and that tons of people were out of jobs. And I, I think that it will be the same. And innovate more. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that it's in it, it's an extra, not a replacement. Yeah. And and also goes back to the service, right? Like, okay, when I go to the supermarket, or or frankly, like when I'm when I'm in a Didi, which is our uh, China's Uber, I I like taking Didi because I can do it all through my app and I don't have to talk to anyone, <laughs> which is so rude. But I don't want to talk to anyone, and I do automated checkout at the supermarket because I don't really. I don't have a need to have a conversation in that time. But when I'm going to a bar or something, I like to talk about the drink. And you're going there for, you're also going not just for experience, drink, yeah. experience and human connection and to see what someone's creating. Right? Like, I will say my, and I've said this before in the podcast, my IE is afraid of my Roomba. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the future looking at the past. Mm-hmm. But my Roomba, bless little Rumi's heart. That's the name of my Roomba. Uh-huh. Lumi, yeah. we call him. Uh, Lumi can't unlock my door when I'm drunk and I lost my keys. Right. <laughs> my yeah. IE could do that. So you always see that human yeah, touch. Yeah, yeah. In China, an IE is, um, our, it, our, it means, it, it means empty. It's our, it's our, so yeah. Somebody comes to your house and they cleans and takes Yeah, our housekeeping you. service. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. But yeah. like a, 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 a Roomba <laughs> does the vacuuming, you know, it does that every day and my IE looks at it with disdain. <laughs> like, there's, there's, I think she's poured water on it before. Like, yeah. Because it's like doing stuff and she's doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I know it, but it is like an RTD versus bartender. Yeah. If you have a, a, a like RTDs just do the one thing. Yeah. Like if you have a, a product that is just, let's say the basic product, like mm-hmm. a gin and tonic RTD. Right. And it's a gin and tonic. But you tell the bartender, I like a gin and tonic, but you know what? I don't like this tonic. Yeah. Can you do a half tonic, half soda? Mm-hmm. The bartender could do that for you. Exactly. Your RTD can't. So I think that's the difference. I, I think that the so everybody the, still has a job. Yeah, I think that Helena, your your question and about this is really really good, but it's we're I think we're not quite at that point yet. So with the yeah. with the driving, it's not like the the car is is replacing it. It's it's a, it's a robot system that is replacing the human, right? And so. But it's, but it's not the item that it's using. So I think that until we're at a point where we literally have robot make bartenders that can make the same level as a human, <laughs> like with the same precision and do bespoke drinks and all of this kind of stuff, like maybe that's the time, but I don't think it's the bottled drink that, that would... Yeah, I don't, would I, I don't think it's yeah. a bottled drink that's replacing. I think it's enhancing. Yeah. But I think it's as long as you don't use it as a crutch. Like, I, I could give an example. Like, for Tacalicious, we don't use microwaves for anything. Yeah. Chef Mike is not employed at any, any place I've ever owned. We don't use <laughs> Chef Mike. Chef Mike being microwave, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of restaurants that do use a microwave. Right. Which is, like, get your shit together and do better. Yeah. First. Yeah. And stop sucking. Yeah. And the second thing is, you know, learn to cook or don't use a microwave when you're cooking people's dinners. Because mm-hmm. if you just slap it in a microwave, yeah. that's a crutch that people start leaning on. Mm-hmm. And then in the end of the day, it's that the microwave breaks, your staff can't cook. Yeah. Because they're out of a, right. their crutch and they're limping around versus, right. you know, if you learn how to, like, if you have to make, like, if somebody here has food that's cold, yeah. I can't reheat it. We have to make it new. Yeah. But we have to know how to do that in a pinch. Right. And, like, for an RTD, for anything we do, like, if as a bartender, if I can't recreate your drink, I'll do something different for you, but I'll still yeah. be able to do it. Yeah. Versus my crutch is just opening a bottle and giving it to you or opening a right. can. 
Yeah. Then I'm not really a bartender. I'm just a monkey that, yeah. you know. I, I think that it's okay for it to be a crutch for a place that doesn't have bartenders, but I don't think it it will be a, a crutch for a, a nice cocktail bar. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just a strength. Yeah. And I think one of the things with uh, delivery, which we're so lucky here, can do alcohol, mm-hmm. is like some people want a nice drink with their meal. Mm-hmm. It's a compliment. Mm-hmm. So I think we were very fortunate that we could serve booze and food at the same yeah. delivery. Oh, that's the last thing that I wanted to say, and then I think we probably uh, covered this whole topic for our listeners. But uh, one thing that I really like about RTDs is that you can get them from other places that you might not have access to, which of course this goes not not just back, to, it's not just about COVID not being able to go to a, a restaurant, right? But um, for example, a really famous bar here in China, Hope and Sesame, is in Guangzhou, and you know that's a three-hour plane ride from here, but I know... I know the team there quite well and everyone learns about their, their drinks and if you don't have the opportunity and they have a new menu coming out like I you know I can't go there two to four times a year to try their new menu right? yeah but so when I was writing there were times when I was writing about their cocktails and they had they started their a line of canned cocktails that they do and oh I love their canned cocktails yeah it's like a yeah. little can like looks like a tuna can not like a yeah it looks very yeah. cool yeah and so uh they a few times now I've ordered like the full set of their new menu and they send it in canned cocktails and so I I was once writing about this this cool drink that they have called spicy not spicy where they like uses hot peppers but they redistill it and that spiciness is left whatever I was writing a a story about it for drink magazine and I was able to actually try the cocktail that I was writing about in this situation which of course you always want to try the cocktail you're writing about but this was about more technique or whatever so they they sent me the cocktail you know and i could i tried it and that and that's really cool that's you know that is really cool yeah that is so cool yeah yeah, yeah. so you can you could potentially try drinks from celebrity bartenders anywhere in the world even though and that kind of it brings you a new understanding especially as people who work in the industry um and people who who writers like me you know you may have these friends and stuff that you respect but you've never actually gotten to try their drinks and or you hear about these you know these really famous bars and you've never gotten to try anything this is kind of a chance and i think that that's really cool and i could see that becoming a thing in the future like that's cool yeah and find like what if you could buy someone that for for christmas or their birthday like you know here's a set of cocktails from dante you know in in new york city and you live in you live in London or the US yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like that's really that's really cool. I guess. That's just cool. not to trample on that, but just speak of celebrity things. I tasted J. Cho's rum yesterday. Yeah. What a nasty ass rum yeah. that was. Oh my god. I think it's we so nasty. Cho. We go back to J. Cho in almost every Well <laughs> Alicia brings it out, but no, but no, we we've talked about the mojito episode. You're right. Yeah. Big shout outs, but yeah. like, no, that's a nasty ass rum. Yeah. Unless you guys want to sponsor us, then we we. Yeah. <laughs> then we love it. Then we love it. No, we're not like that. We are very open to sponsorship. I will. We're s- open to sponsorship, but we like quality products. Yeah, like Lamborghinis. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have red bottom <laughs> shoes. I'm very happy with that. All right. I well, could live my life like a Cardi B album. I don't mind at all. Uh, anybody have anything to say? Because I think we actually really covered this topic no, well, I think guys. We're good. Yeah, and I think we've RTD'd, RTD'd ourselves to the max. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we took ourselves to the RT Thunderdome and we brought yeah. ourselves back. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, Kevin, play us out. And everybody, cheers. Cheers. Thank you guys. <laughs>